gift. <laughs> Pittsburgh? Let's get it. Let's go. Four, one, two. Check, check. If you steal a gang, then you bang, 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 bang. If you with the team, then you gang, bang, gang, gang. If you steal a gang, then you bang, 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 bang. If you with the team, then you gang, bang, gang. Yo, what up? It's your man, Kev Easy, man. I am back. Man, I had to take some time off. You know, when real life shit happens, man. Sometimes you got to take time off. But I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. It's not going to be a weekly episode no more. I feel like I failed y'all, you know, for like a month and some change. So we're going to do this thing consistently. Y'all going to hear this joint a lot. But let me tell y'all something, man. I'm not going to talk about what happened in the past except for last night. We're going to keep it going. We're going to keep it going. We're going to keep it going. The Pittsburgh Steelers took an L. Yeah, man, we took an L. Sunday night in front of everybody. It was a lot, man. It was a lot. A lot of emotions. A lot of uh, disappointment. A lot of what could have been. I believe the Dolphins picked off Kenny Pickett twice, maybe three times. Let me, I'm gonna pull up the stats while I'm speaking, but it wasn't too well. It wasn't too good, right? And I'm not blaming Kenny because Kenny's a rookie, man. I'm, for everyone that loves Big Ben Roethlisberger, if he was there from the beginning, Ben Roethlisberger wasn't a good quarterback until 2007. Three years. He, won a, he was already a Super Bowl champion before he was a good quarterback. A good NFL quarterback. Let me not do that. A good NFL quarterback. So I'm not expecting Kenny to go out here and act like these rookies that, you know, been taken over. Like the Cam Newton, like when Cam first year, um, you know, a couple other guys that were picked high, right? Or even a Russell Wilson to a degree. He was a third round pick in his rookie year. He did his thing. That doesn't happen too often. More so, is it's like the Kenny Pickett experience right now, where he has more picks than touchdowns right now. I'm not blaming Kenny for anything. Well, I, you know, I am blaming him for some of the throws. But it's like, hey, he's going to, to me, I look at it and I say, okay, he's going to learn from that. Oh, that's something he's going to learn from. Film would tell him not to do that. And on top of that, you have to remember Kenny wasn't with the ones too crazy like Mitch, right? He didn't have the practice with Mitch. I mean, not like the the with the reps with the first team like Mitch. He didn't. He didn't. He didn't. But it's still no excuse, man. At the end of the day, I feel like no matter who the hell is back there, it ain't <laughs> until we make a certain change at this one this one position and it it's not on the field. It's not a player on the field. There's one of these coaches here, Matt Kadana. I'm gonna start calling him Matt Kadana. I only he he I can't even call him by his real name right now. He's Matt Kadana. Matt Kadana, man. I don't hear nothing else. Until this man is out. And honestly, I don't understand how he was hired in, to begin with, right? Because I remember when I can, I'm gonna go back a little bit for your, and then I'm gonna eventually talk about the game. But when Big Ben had Bruce Arians, right? You know Bruce Arians' motto: uh, "Risk it, no biscuit," some shit like that. <laughs> that was our thing. 
And that's when you saw Killer Bees take off. Well, I I may be speaking too fast. But the 08, you know what I mean? Not Killer Bees, but the 08, around 08, 09, all that. You feel me? Like, um, we was doing a lot. We had a lot of big plays down the field, right? Especially the Mike Wallace area when he first came. Now, Big Ben was getting smacked crazy, getting killed, because we didn't have the best offensive lineman at the time. And we brought in the guy named Todd Haley. Todd Haley was brought in to get the ball out quicker. At the same time, Todd Haley's offense was good enough to give you 30. Now, our defense wasn't good at the time. Our defense was going through a rebuild, you know? And it just, it made it look bad because we were still losing games by putting up 30, you know? Now, we've, instead of going back to, all right, man, you know, maybe we should try to go for more explosive. It seemed like after Ty Haley, it just got, it's like the playbook. It's the same type of thing, but the playbook got smaller. With Randy Fittner, dude, I think he only got that job because Ben liked him. That's it. That's it. That's it. Because his playbook was trash. And then he's out the door. And then it's like, okay, we got Matt Kadana. And I'm like, yo, this is terrible. This is terrible. And, you know, I'm going to say his name right one time. Matt Canada, right? It's terrible, y'all. Like, honestly, let me let me tell y'all something. In 25 games, Matt Canada has been the offensive coordinator for Oh, I said, oh, I messed that up. My fault. But I'm just pissed. But he's been the OC for the Pittsburgh Steelers for 25 games now. We only scored over 20 points in regulation just five times. And all of that was last season. And you want to know why that was last season? Because it was a long stretch where Big Ben was just saying, fuck this. Fuck this. Going to wing it. Going to wing it. And I'm not expecting Mitchell Trubisky to have the clout to say, even though, honestly, he got he did, he did go to the playoffs. And I think he has a playoff win under his belt. So he can tell Matt Canada to go fuck off. But right now, he can't because he's not the starter anymore. It's Kenny Pickett. And Kenny Pickett, as a rookie, pairing him with Matt Canada, it's not good. We have Chase Claypool. We have Deontay Johnson. We have George motherfucking Pickens, a.k.a. NFL Youngboy. We got Najee. And Najee's been getting a lot of flack. And rightfully so to some degree. But if you know, Najee's been dealing with a foot injury since camp. He just got the plate out, I believe, this week. And this was his first game without it. And I seen Najee... Played the best game he played. Even though the numbers won't say, to me, Najee played the best. He played all year. And it was a point in the game. You know, I'm kind of going into the game, but I'm going to get back out for a second. But it was a point in the game where Najee was trying to – it was third and one, and Najee didn't get the first down. I'm going on Twitter, and I'm like, yo, what the heck? Like – What's going on? Why the fan base is blaming Najee for this? If y'all look at the way these like these guys lined up, 
and you see the way that the Dolphins lined up on that play, the play shouldn't have been ran, period. Why are we running to the weak side when they have all those people in the box? It was someone that was going to come free. It was someone that was going to come free. And Najee tried to be athletic. And I credit to him for even trying. He saw it. And he still tried to get it. But the guy, you know, the defender just happened to make the play. That play was fucked from the beginning. From the beginning, man. But anyway, Matt Canada has to go, bro. It's to the point where it's like, I don't even... This man draws up plays. Say if it's third and five, yo. We already know his plan is run, run, pass, punt. That's the Matt Canada offense for you. But I'm telling you, Matt Canada really goes in these games thinking, oh, we need 10 yards? Hmm. Let me let me do a play that, that we can only get five yards. Not even. You know what? I'm, that's giving him too much credit. Say it's third and five. Third and five. He's going to drop a play or call a play. Not even draw up because I don't know what the fuck he be doing. He's going to call a play that by the time the, the quarterback get rid of the ball, no matter who the quarterback is, the person who catches the fucking ball either catches it in the backfield or catches it on the line of scrimmage and gets tackled there. Now, Matt Cannon offense will work real good in the streets. Street football, Matt Cannon offense will be fire because you normally get do, do that type of shit when you have the best player in the neighborhood. Now, if you have the best player, in the, if y'all played football in the neighborhood, you know, which I feel like half of y'all had, you know, y'all did, you know, ho- hopefully y'all had a childhood, you played football with your friends and whatnot. The best player, what happens? They don't really go deep. They don't even do, you know what I mean? They don't even do slants and stuff like that. Most of the time, they're going to stand right there. They're going to open up. They're going to turn to the quarterback. Quarterback going to give them the ball. We want to know why? Because he's the best person on the field. So you can give him the ball in the backfield. You can throw him the ball at the line of scrimmage because it don't matter. Because that best player is going to truck everybody, juke everybody, and score. Someone tell Matt Canada, this ain't fucking playing with your, like your friends in the street. This ain't that type of game, yo. This is not that type of game. And I don't like that shit, yo. At all. At all, man. This is whack, corny, trash, boo-boo. Now I'm calling him Kadana again. Matt Kadana is like, so even, yo. Even listening to him talking about Calvin Austin. Who didn't, you know, he hasn't played yet. But it's like, yo, this dude don't even know how to use this guy. He don't even know how to use him. I'm like, yo, you know this guy could be our secret weapon? Yo, you know Matt Canada called a double reverse? Yo, all right, man, let me let me get off Matt Canada, bro. Y'all understand, Matt Canada's ass cheeks. And I feel like the pit, like Mike Thomas said, <laughs> shout out to Coach, man, because Coach would not, he would not dump on his coaches like in, in the public. But someone asked him, do you feel like the offense has an identity? And Mike Tomlin says, yeah, I feel like we have an identity. It's just not, it's not verbatim. But it was like, my, <laughs> he said, well, yeah, we have an identity. We just didn't execute today. Now, I'm looking. I'm like, coach, you know goddamn well we don't have no identity. Then I thought about it. I was like, yo, coach not really lying. 
We do have an identity. Run, run, pass, punt. That's our fucking identity. When we need five yards, the play is designed to get nothing. Nothing. Now, you know, the people that's dumping on Kenny. Let me talk. Let me get into the game now, man. Because Matt Canada, I feel like I gave that guy too much of my time, man. Look. First quarter. Defense. You know, like I said, man, we lo- we we lost some guys on defense, man. Um, TJ being the big factor, the game wrecker. Um, and you're asking Alex Smith to do a lot. You know, Alex Smith has been playing solid this year. Last night wasn't one of his best ones. I felt like he could have had probably two, maybe three sacks last night. He at least had those opportunities. But to he was have to me he was having like one of those Bud Dupree type games from not Bud's last year with us, but. The norm with Bud, like Bud, will overrun shit. You feel me? Like I, like Alex Highsmith was doing that. He could have had a sack, but he was just overrunning things. So I was like, damn man. But Alex Highsmith been solid this year, so that was just like one thing. Um, it feels like on defense, man. Like Terrell Edmonds, Minka Fitzpatrick. They was doing their thing. I don't the problem I had with the defense early on, and I'm not sure. Maybe it's because I'm putting too much on the middle linebackers, but I feel like the middle linebackers for most of the game was too close to the D lineman. Like the spacing wasn't too well, and we was getting killed in the middle of the field. And then when I saw those passes, I'm like, yo, the maybe if our middle linebackers was probably like two or three yards back. Well, two or three yards might be a little too much, but they're about like two or three yards back. Maybe they could have got a hand on the ball. Maybe they could have got a pick or something like that. I just felt like they was a little bit out of position on some some occasions in the game. But at the end of the day, defense wasn't breaking it. They didn't allow um, Miami to score the second half. So shout out to the defense for that. But our offense didn't score in the second half either. So I would like to shout out Matt Canada for the dumbass <laughs> calls he be making, the dumbass offense he brought to the NFL, and the dumbass offense he brought to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I'm like, I want to know. I want to know. I want y'all to know. So, so when I know, I'm going to tell y'all. But if y'all know, y'all need to tell me. Someone need to go ask Mr. Rooney. And if Mr. Rooney don't have an answer, you need to call Kev. Because you can't ask um, my guy, what is his name, Merrick Khan? I don't want to get his wrong. I don't want to get his name wrong. Um, but the new GM, I want to ask him, you know, because he just got here. You're going to have to call up Kevin Colbert. And be like, yo, why is Matt Canada here? What did he say in his interview that make you guys say, oh, he's the guy? especially when Big Ben was our quarterback at the time. Now, I know y'all saying, hey, Matt Canada offense is fr- uh, QB mobile friendly. Well, that shit ain't proven to be true because Kenny can run, Mitch can run, and the same shit is happening. The same shit is happening. I'm not, like, I wasn't expecting the Pittsburgh Steelers to win the Super Bowl this year. I wasn't expecting the Pittsburgh Steelers to well, you know, I'm not going to lie and say if I didn't expect them to make the playoffs. I'm not going to sit here and watch the team. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to sit here and watch the NFL season, my favorite team, and think we're not going to go to the playoffs. 
there's no point of watching if I'm. <laughs> it's no point of watching. Like, uh, who's trash? Let me get a trash team, and I can't. I can't even say who's trash because we might low key be one of those trash teams. But I'm just saying, teams with no expectations at all, like Detroit, right? Shout out to Detroit Lions, man, because I do like their head coach Dan Campbell. But you look at Detroit, you're like, all right, man, we know they're not gonna do anything. Detroit ain't gonna win no Super Bowl. They might not make it to the playoffs. We already know. We know that. But the Pittsburgh Steelers, and what's the what? What is it? Stand is the standard. No losing season. Now the losing season stuff. You know, I feel like that get blown out of proportion after a while. But the fact still remains. We, the Pittsburgh Steelers fan base is not used to seeing certain stuff. Now, granted, we did have a lot of seasons in those non-losing seasons where we started off slow and poorly. But I honestly feel like the bye week is in week nine. That's our bye week, right? I don't see how this gets fixed. Because not only do... The schematics <laughs> and the strategy is is not working. The execution isn't working. Like these guys were in training camp, man. These these guys had a full NFL season. It's not COVID year. It's not none of that. It's no way in hell offense should be looking like they just learned this shit this week. It's no way. And then on top of that, man, let me go back to Najee for a second. I'll be feeling bad for him because if Najee's our centerpiece on offense, how come we don't get offense alignment that fits his running style? The offense alignment we have, and salute to these guys, they are finesse-type linemen. If That's why we see Jalen Warren have more success than Najee with the same linemen. Najee's one of those running backs. He's not Ty Gurley. I'm, Ty Gurley just retired, right? So y'all seen his highlights and y'all see how fast Ty Gurley get, is when he touches the ball to five yards downfield. Fast as shit. He hits the hole fast as hell, right? Now, I, now you know, Ty Gurley's out the picture. But Najee Harris is one of those running backs that, yo, if you give him five yards untouched, it's a fucking problem for anybody that makes contact with him. But he needs to not be touched. <laughs> you know, we need offensive linemen that's going to move these guys out the way. So when the defense get tired, like I see the games with Derrick Henry when in the fourth quarter. Well, I haven't been following Derrick Henry like that this year, but I'm just saying. Running backs like Nick Chubb, like those type of guys, they have the offensive linemen that move guys. So when they move guys, when the fourth quarter come around, the running back job is easy as hell. Y'all don't understand if our offensive linemen were, or at least, and they've been getting better each year. I mean, not each year, each game. But it's the type of linemen they are. It don't match with Najee's style. Najee Harris. Is not a guy that's gonna go from zero to a hundred until possibly ten to fifteen yards downfield. He's not gonna to get to a hundred until then. He's not. I don't see it. 
I'm not seeing it. Even when, you know, he took the plate out. That's just not Najee, right? And that's when we see when we see Jalen Warren come in with the same guys, we see a spark. We see better production because he hits the hole fast. When the offensive linemen are turning guys, right, the hole doesn't close when Jalen Warren gets there because he if he get from when he gets the ball to hitting the hole is much quicker. It instantly reminds me of James Conner when he backed up Le'Veon Bell, not when he was our starter, right? Because Le'Veon, you know, Le'Veon, you know, we're we're years removed from Le'Veon in this fiasco. So hopefully, y'all can start giving Le'Veon his props because he was an awesome running back for us, right? Le'Veon Bell. I can't even compare Najee to Le'Veon because Le'Veon really was, like, unique. But Najee Harris is a big back that will scare a defense if we had the right guys for him. And on top of that, it's like, say the guy, we don't have the right lineman, right? This is what we stuck with, right? Why don't we try to make plays that works for Najee in the offense alignment. How come we haven't found that yet? If Najee's the centerpiece of our offense, how come we're not catering to his style? How come we're doing stuff that makes no goddamn sense? Like, it's hard. I've been watching football. I play football. I've been watching. I've been damn near since six years old. So we talking about, I'm 30 now. About to be 31 next month. You feel me? So, like, I've been doing this for a long time. Been watching all the, like, long time. I've never seen some shit like this before. Never. Not from no NFL team. Not from no NFL team, man. For real. Like, so, I hope, I really, really hope that something happens. Because there was a point where we was making moves, we was moving the ball, but I feel like at that point, it's because Matt Canada got chewed out or something. You know, somebody was yelling in his ear or something, saying, yo, get aggressive. Like, grow some. Grow some. Like, damn, man. Like, like someone's, someone, someone's, yo, I'm going to need somebody from Still the Nation to show me when the day Matt Canada got hired, what was his plan? I don't even feel like looking it up because I don't like typing his name in. But y'all go ahead and tell me what the hell was this man saying when he got hired? What was he saying? <laughs> See, I'm mad. I'm like not pissed off mad, but like I'm mad because it's like, yo, we hired this man. But we hired him for what? For what? Like, I don't even, like, even when Mike Tomlin be trying to explain the good shit about Matt Canada, I'll be like, now, Mike Tomlin, I heard you, I heard every press conference from you since the day you were hired. I know when you bullshitting. And every time we, they talk about Matt Canada and the offense and, and when it comes to strategy and not execution, the strategy and shit like that and planning. I hear bullshit from him. I'm not going to lie. And I know I'm not like, and I know people are like, Kev, what you expect him to dog him or dog him? Like, no, I don't. I, what he's doing is the right thing. But someone like me, who's been watching this man speak for a long ass time, I understand when he's saying shit just to make sure there's no issue. 
And when, when he said we have an identity, we just didn't execute. I laughed because I thought he was my the way I'm the way I think. That's just me thinking like, yo, he's um he's saying our identity is that we fucking suck. <laughs> like the offense suck, man. And I feel bad, man. Chase Claypool. Like it, like it's to the point, not it's to the point where our offense is so bad that none of the guys are allowed to make a mistake, right? Like a drop pass. It was raining yesterday, last night, at a point, right? Now, the defense dropping those um, interceptions, the only one I excuse is Terrell Edmonds. That's it. We all know Terrell Edmonds can't catch, you feel me? Like, so I'm not I'm not even uh, mad at him. And then on top of that, Terrell Edmonds, to me, is more so the run guy. Like, the, like when it comes to the running game, he's that. He's that. You know, I remember saying during the preseason, yo, uh, Terrell Edmonds found himself as a player, as an NFL player. And then his only, he only proved me right each game he played this year. Minka Fitzpatrick, you know, he didn't have an opportunity to get a pick, but he did dislodge the ball in a key moment, you know. Um, Levi Wallace dropped one. I don't I didn't understand his drop. Cam Sutton, now he's the only guy that gets no excuse from me. Because if you know Cam Sutton, you see how many picks he had in college, his last year in college. This last two years in college. See it. Cam Sutton has hands. So him straight up dropping those passes, and he dropped he dropped that pass, and he dropped maybe another or two more interceptions that had me like, damn, Cam, like, what's up? What's up? You got a hand injury or something? Because he can catch. So I already know they they that I don't even think they watching film. They out there on the jugs right now, catching passes. They gonna be catching passes all week. We don't even care. We know y'all can cover. Now, you know, I think I spoke too fast with that one. Cause you know. But you guys are solid enough in the coverage game. We just need y'all, we need these splash. I feel like if we had caught at least two of those interceptions. That's our game. One interception that may have been our game. Because two was giving it to us. Two was like, all right, guys, y'all don't want to win? All right, man, we're going to win. We're going to win. And Kenny's picks, it's like, it was bound to happen because he's a rookie. He's an aggressive rookie. He's not conservative, right? Now, Kenny's job is different from Ben's job when Ben was a rookie. When Big Ben was a rookie, his job was don't lose the game. His job was hand the ball off, throw it to Hines one time, throw it to Plex one time. You know what I'm saying? We didn't have Heath Miller yet. But you get my point. Throw it to Jeremy Tooman <laughs> one time. Don't lose the game. Kenny Pickett, he has to, his expectations is high because Stiller Nation, and I'm only going to say Stiller Nation, to be honest with you. Stiller Nation is comparing this kid. I don't care if he's 24. I don't care if he was 28. Brandon Wheaton was a 28, um, and y'all probably don't even know who that is, quarterback from the Browns. They drafted him. He was 28. But he was still a rookie that uh, first year. 
making rookie mistakes. The NFL is different. Your first year in the NFL, you're a child. I don't care how old you are. You're a child. I'm expecting Kenny to make these mistakes. He's aggressive. But it's like his job is not to lose. His job is to win the game. Where Ben's job was don't lose the game. Y'all understand that? Y'all don't understand, man. So when I see people trying to compare Ben to Kenny, I'm like, you guys are just caught up in that in that Killer B era, Big Ben. Not knowing it really took Big Ben about three years to become a very good NFL quarterback. I don't want to say great because, you know, um, I feel like he got in the great status in 2010. Even though he won the Super Bowl in 08 as a whole quarterback, 2010 was his year. Even though I still go over that Nick Collins uh, interception, pick six. But look, man, y'all got to ease up on Kenny. Y'all wanted him. Y'all wanted him. We could have had Mitch just ride this year out. We could have had Mitch just ride this year out so we can fire Matt Canada and then put Penny in, Penny, put Kenny in place when we have a new offensive coordinator. But I'm telling y'all this. I don't know when Matt Canada's uh, contract is up, but it's better. It, it should be up by the end of the season. Honestly. Honestly, it should be up at the end of the season. Like, we can't do this. We can't do this at all. We can't do this at all. It's still a long season. Um, the game was winnable. Like I said, the opportunities. Mike Thomas is really more concerned about dropping interceptions. And I'm not mad at him because he's a defensive type, defensive minded coach. Um, any defensive minded coach would have said the same thing Mike Thomas said. And you can't be mad at Mike Tomlin for offensive type things when he's a defensive minded coach. That's like um if you go to basketball, if you understand basketball. Mike D'Antoni, it was a joke. I think Stephen A. be saying it. Joke where it's like, it's no D and D'Antoni. So it's called Mike Antoni, right? Because all Mike D'Antoni care about is offense. Score, 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 score. Don't worry about um, defense because we're going to just outscore him. That's him. Some coaches think like that, man. Mike Tomlin is a defensive-minded coach. So as long as that defense is good, that's why Why you think Mike Tomlin – Elects to defer to the second half. That's a defensive-minded coach. If Mike Tomlin was an offensive-minded coach, we would not be giving the ball to the defense first in the game. Like, in the beginning of the game. We wouldn't do it. Right? So, and that and that kind of gets me mad with the hiring, pra- um, the hiring process of the OC. Because Mike Tomlin... Is not an offensive-minded coach. So we need a strong-minded offensive coach being OC. And I feel like we haven't had that since Todd Haley. And I know, I know Todd Haley, blah, 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 blah. Todd Haley's issue was when our offensive line did get better, right, we didn't need that type of play anymore. We needed more. That's when we was like, that's when it could have been like, all right, Ty Haley, you did enough. You know, our offensive line got better. So we're going to fire you and bring back Bruce Arians. But I think Bruce was the head coach by then now. But we could bring back Bruce <laughs> because Ben would have more time back there. Right? But, yeah, to, to have Ty Haley 
and we was complaining. Tyhe was at least having us score 30. This is our defense wasn't good then. You know, our defense wasn't that good then. Um, so I'm just sitting here looking at the offense of drives here, man. The first Pittsburgh Steelers drive, five plays, seven yards. Terrible, man. Freaking terrible. Second drive, two plays, interception. You know, let it, that was the Kenny first interception. Six yards in that 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 play. I mean, excuse me, that drive. The field goal drive was 13 plays, 48 yards. 13 plays, only getting 48 yards in 13 plays. That's crazy. That's crazy to me. Because, look, I'm just to, just for comparison purposes, and we only got a field goal out of that. I said the Steelers had 13 plays and 48 yards for that field goal, right? To open the game up, the Dolphins went 12 plays for 76 yards and a touchdown. See the difference there? Even the second drive with the Dolphins going eight plays for 59 yards, they got a field goal in that. And I, I believe that's when um, make a dislodge the ball. I think it was on that drive. But come on, y'all. Come on. And then it's like second quarter, you know, yeah, the touchdown was cool. Like the one with uh, George Pickens, that was cool. That was a 15-play drive for 96 yards. That was our best drive of the game. Best drive of the game. But that's if you're going to have more than 10 plays, the yards should be about 90, should be about 70 and up. But to go 13 plays for 48 yards, yeah, man, that's crazy. Then there's a whole lot of other bull, you know, to come out in the third quarter, five plays for negative two yards. Five plays for negative two yards. Can, can someone help me with that? Five plays for negative two. Yeah. It's a mix of execution and coaching. That's what that is. That's what that is. It's a mixture of that. This, and, and you can see guys getting frustrated. You can see guys getting frustrated. I even, um, I missed it, but people were saying Mike Tomlin was getting frustrated. You know? It was it was it was terrible, man. It was terrible, guys. I don't I don't I don't know, man. Pat Fryer move, he had a solid night. Eight catches for 79, 75 yards. You know. Uh George Pickens was doing good, like I said. It's tough. It's tough, man. It's tough, especially when we have fourth and one, fourth and two, and we choose to punt it. That's Mike Tomlin being a defensive-minded coach. So he did that because he said, I believe in my defense. Well, really, you're only telling us, Mike Tomlin, (laughs) Coach Tomlin, that you don't believe in our offense. And I ain't even mad at it. Because I wasn't believing it either 
when if we go four from one, unless someone say, yo, just running up the middle of a quarterback sneak, you might expect a stupid-ass pass. A stupid-ass pass that if the receiver drop, let's just put this in perspective. If if we were fourth and one, Matt Canada will call a play that is a throwing play. But if the receiver dropped the ball, it will be a fumble. Y'all put that together for me. Meaning he's throwing behind him. So we're losing yards out the gate. And teams are on that. So we really losing yards out the gate. When we're expecting Najee, we're expecting the chase, we're expecting the Pat and these big guys. Dude, I seen a shovel pass of Matt Gentry in the middle of the field. That shit got me tight. I'm like, yo, what in the hell was that? We ran a double reverse. I think I said that earlier. Like, I don't know, man. It's tough to win. When the offense has no rhythm, and I feel like this offensive system that we have in place is not built for anyone to have rhythm. It's sad when the only way of having some form of rhythm is rushing back to the line. Rushing back to the line. I don't understand it, man. I don't understand it. And I hope the Pittsburgh Steelers, I hope the guys get it together, man, because we really not scoring points like that. We're wasting our defense. T.J. Watt is to the point where I'm like, if he comes back, do we hold T.J. Watt out more because it's like our offense is, is, not, is not clicking? We got the Yankees next. I mean, not the Yankees. Shout out to the Yankees, man. They better get it together if they didn't lose already. Um, but we have the Eagles next. We have the Eagles next, y'all. We have the Eagles next. Sunday. 1 p.m. Come on, y'all. Come on. What we going to do? What we going to do? Now, I'm not going to lie. I feel like um, the Eagles game. I feel the Steelers will win that game. I don't know. I just believe the way that we lost this game, the Steelers is going to win. But we're getting close to that bye week, y'all. Like I said, bye week is in week nine. It's in week nine. So we're getting closer. We're getting real close. Real, real close. After this Eagle game, what we going to do? What we going to do? What we going to do, man? Got to figure that out. But we'll get into it when we get into it, man. It's a couple guys that went down. Well, not really. Uh, no big injuries. It's, well, actually, um, Levi did went down. He did go down. I don't think I know. By the time Mike Tomlin had his press conference, they didn't really have a full uh, report on his injury there in the extent. But... Guys, secondary, I hope just stay healthy, y'all. Hopefully, y'all don't get killed in the film room. Hopefully, it's just the coach that get killed in the film room or in a coach meeting. Um, 
sometimes I just want to be a fly on the wall just to hear, just to hear what's going on, man. I just want to know, like, because if Matt Canada straight explained to you what his offensive scheme is, his his goal for the offense, and this and that, it'll be easier to understand what's going on. Same time, hold certain the right players accountable. I feel like right now it's all over the place because we don't know what Matt Canada's offense really is, like what it's supposed to be in his eyes, and we just see players not executing it and being frustrated about it. Now the players getting frustrated about, like they getting frustrated about it. That's why I'm like, okay. There's something up. Something is brewing. Something needs to change because I can't tell the Eagles to put their 3D glasses on because we're coming straight at them. If I don't know if we're going to even go down the field. I don't know, man. We're going to figure it out, man. Shaman Easy. episode 91 or 92. I'm sorry. Hold on. Let me double check, man. I'm all over the place. This is... uh. This is a lot. This is a lot. I'm, I'm I'm upset, y'all. I'm upset. Not extremely upset where I'm like, yo, man, my life is over. Because, you know, I've been at this for a while. And I feel like this, my era of the Pittsburgh Steelers is, is past now. Big Ben, you know, um, that was my era, man. Now this is the next era. And I'm just, you know, OG in the background. Like, all right, yo, young bulls, what y'all going to do? What y'all going to do? But it's your man, Kev Easy, man. Like I said, episode 92, back, 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 going to come for more episodes, more frequently, not just one week. Make sure y'all follow me on Twitter, man. I've been active on that thing thing for a minute. Stills for seven pod. Stills for seven pod on Twitter. If you want to see what Caveasy doing, follow me on Twitter, Caveasy. You know, the, it's the, the IGs is still the IGs. Stills for Seven Podcasts, Kev Easy, you know. VentureSeasonNetwork.com is coming back November 1st. You heard it here first. Got a whole lot of stuff coming, a whole lot of stuff doing. You feel me? Like, just stay tuned, man. Pittsburgh Steelers, get it together. I'll see y'all later, man. Back moving for years, that though. Life always tough for the real, we don't crack though. Cause we always solid, I'm for real, this is facts, yo. Cause we always solid, I'm for real, yo, that's facts. Only time I switch is in the lane or the strap. Ten toes down, shorty head ain't worth a stack. VG cool niggas, don't be fooled, you get smacked and shit. Little niggas, fans, everything, they always clapping shit. The way these niggas move in the street, think they activists. Training since a youngin' with the gun, with the plastic tip. Some go for years with the strap, still ain't accurate. Cause they keep on shooting Marvel movie, it's a pack event. Be a strategist, think clearly. Nigga, why the fuck would you come near me if you a fraud type? I'd rather be on all white on a yacht, having the time of my life. Venture gang, dog, we do strive to the top. Y'all niggas, I gon' always flop, cause you not solid. Watch niggas change up when you stop pulling out that wallet. I'm 
never going back, moving four years, that though Life always tough for the real, we don't crack though Cause we always solid, I'm for real, this is facts, yo Cause we always solid, I'm for real, yo, that's facts Only time I switch is in the lane, no the strap Ten toes down, shorty head ain't worth a stack BG cool niggas, don't be fooled, you get smacked and shit Little niggas, fans of everything, they always clapping shit